Hello and welcome to drinks with mom. Halloween episode. Oh, wow. Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> larger than life. We are back. And yeah. hopefully not larger than before. <laughs> um, hello, Mother. It's been a long time. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good, thank you. How have you been? I'm good. And you got to cut the mother thing. Eh? Cut the mother? Oh, cut the mother. What do you want to be? Uh, Vagina? No. Well, no. you asked for it. I'm fine, thank you, dear son. <laughs> yeah, we've been gone for a little while. We've been uh, took a summer break. Yeah. It's now fall. Uh, this is technically the... Halloween episode, our return. Um, and yeah, we're back. We've been away. For quite a while. For quite a while. Yeah. All over the place. We've been fighting. Haven't seen each other in three oh, months. No, we've been fighting. <laughs> Have we? Yeah. Uh-oh. I didn't know. <laughs> Was I supposed to know? Oh, well, you wouldn't. You're just, you know, goes right over your head. So we're back. It's been a long hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been the driving force for this episode because you bought something that you wanted to try. And, yes. And you convinced me to try it. So what are we doing today? Non-alcoholic gin. Non-alcoholic gin. Yes. Now, in, in the past, we've had a non-alcoholic pre-mixed gin and tonic that I think we didn't really care for too much. Right. But we've never tried just buying a bottle of non-alcoholic spirit and going for a cocktail. Nope. So we have, what do we, what'd you pick up? Is it, now, no laughing, Tangeray? Tangeray. Or, yeah, Tangeray sounds like an old yeah, friend of there's, mine. There's no G in it. <laughs> Tangeray. No G. Oh, no, there's just tank. Oh, stop tank. this nonsense. Tangeray. Well, where's the tank? There's no, there's, oh, there's, there's a Q. Tangeray. Tangeray, non alcoholic gin. Yes, it says non alcoholic spirit. Yeah. And uh, you've also got uh, a regular bottle of Tangeray. Tangeray. London dry gin. Yeah. Not tang, uh, tang. Not tang. No tang in here. Um, I can see the mistake, though. It's a very cursive font. Oh, you're just being nice uh, to me because well, you I have to. For yeah. a little while, at least. Yes. Um, okay, but we have... So what we have in front of us are uh, two gin and tonics. One made with regular Tanqueray. One right. made with Tanqueray Zero. Right. And both with the same Fever Tree tonic and a sad lime wedge that I, <laughs> I cut and we'll talk about later. And then I've also given us a little... Um, snifter of each one that we can compare but you want to start with the non-alcoholic tonic that's now watered down because we've sure. been talking too much here we go cheers cheers i gotta I first got, cheers in a he's while told me i gotta keep my lips on the knob so i'm i you gotta just, go you around get quiet this way if you move your lips okay hmm. kind of interesting that's very nice what do you think i like it i'm not as hard to please as you are i noticed uh-huh. um right. yeah it's not bad i think the tonic is also helping it out taste familiar yes okay so before we get into the nitty-gritty of what's going on here, why don't we try the regular one, too, now? Yippee! Cheers. Okay, I gotta, I gotta reach over. Uh-huh. The old reach over. Here we go. Cheers. Hmm. Interesting. They are pretty similar. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. I think, like I've said, we've been talking, as we prep and get ready, we've been talking a bunch, and our ice has melted a little bit and diluted right. these. So I'll be curious when we get around to trying the regular... Just the the gin on its own, right? How similar they really are. Um, but the flavors are, yeah, they're pretty pretty similar. The tonic, like I said, is doing a lot of heavy lifting to make it seem well. Tanqueray like has done a great job, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Yeah, like it's it, um maybe a bit of a bitterness in the in the regular one that the alcohol brings in. But oh, he's so fussy. <laughs> yeah, maybe the regular one's just a little bit more bitter. I'm just trying mine again. Not bad though. Yeah, maybe just a little bit of a sharper. Yeah, sharper a little bit taste. sharper. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember that word, sharper. Sharper. So, do you know anything about... Uh, we've, we've done other gin cocktails. We've looked at 
Hendrix and other things. We mm-hmm. did a gin and tonic episode with Hendrix. And right. We, we got the cucumber going. Um, we've done Georgian Bay gin, I think, and uh, Dylan's maybe and other ones. Do you know anything specific about Tanqueray gin? I'm ashamed to say I don't, except I like the taste of it. I mean, that's that's fair enough, right? From what I've learned, so Tanqueray is from London, England. Started in 1830s, oh, wow. I think, by a gentleman, you might recognize this name, Charles Tanqueray. <laughs> and it's not with the G. <laughs> it's not, no, no tang. Um, what I did read that was interesting was um, it does better sales... Tanqueray, the company, does does better as an import into the States than it does in England. Really? So it's from England, but it sells more in the U.S. I don't know if that's just the, the U.S. Uh, gin sales are higher or just, in particular, something happens with this brand in the U.S. It doesn't, isn't as latched on in the, in the U.K. Um, but, yeah, they're really popular. I know uh, my friend Donnie drinks tanqueray or bombay sapphire, depending on the night. Um, right. It's another gin we haven't tried yet, bombay no. sapphire, but similar similar variety. Um, so yeah, Tanqueray has been around for a very long time, does well in North America. And, uh, yeah, it's got a nice taste. Uh, it's very, why don't we, why don't we try these on their own? And then I'll talk a little more about the, uh, I'll quiz you. Okay. Oh, here it goes. Here okay. Goes. You want to start with the non-alcoholic? Yes. So we, okay, please. Cheers again Cheers. in the little skull glass. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Oh. It's velvety. Yeah, it's very smooth. It's got a different texture. Oh, yeah. A different feel. Um, nice. It, you really do taste the botanicals that it's yep. made with, right? Mm-hmm. It's apparently, according to the Tanqueray website, it's the same four botanicals that they use in the alcoholic Tanqueray. So maybe that's part of why it's, it should be why it tastes so similar. But um, it is, there's just something different about the, the syrupiness maybe a little bit. Almost tastes more like a simple syrup. Yeah, I've, I find it's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. And it's selling very well, as far as I know, because it's hard to get. Oh yeah, is it hard to get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I actually hadn't seen it before you mentioned it. They they keep their their recipe secret, as probably is best for them to do. Oh yeah. Um, it's known to contain four botanicals, and this is straight off Wikipedia. I didn't even scroll down very far. Juniper, coriander, angelica root, and licorice. Ooh. I didn't. I don't know what angelica root is. Um, no. But juniper is really common in gins, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can kind of, you can taste that in the non-alcoholic version. You can see they're very juniper forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's try the regular. Was waiting for him to say that. I bet you were. Oh, sugar. Got to go around. Like tying your shoelaces. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah. That's, that's got the bite. It's got the bite. I think, um, that's something that I haven't had replicated in a non-alcoholic beverage is that, that bite, yeah. or that kind of initial, yeah. That, that yeah. burnt, that nice, smooth, you warm need feeling. Like, like a hot sauce or something. Yeah. That, something that gives you that warm and fuzzy in the back of your throat. Because this does. Like um, the straight up gives whereas, you a little yeah. a little tickle in places you shouldn't know about. Well, <laughs> that's that's not my experience. And you can tell these people. I'll tell them. Hey, Charles. <laughs> Charles Tanqueray. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting that they get the flavor profile um, in a certain regard, right, with the non-alcoholic. Um, but it really does need the tonic. I think the tonic and the quinine in, in tonic is doing a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to um, what's going on in the flavors of the, the gin and tonics we have to compare to. Plus, you're, you're, we're using fever tree, which yeah. is a darn good tonic. Yeah, I think the, the fever tree tonic with the lime is really helping the non-alcoholic uh, gin. It was my friend Peggy that mentioned this to me because she's recently had to go on some medication that she couldn't drink and long term. 
And so she had discovered this. Oh, yeah. And she said it was one of the better ones. All right. Because I've tried some non-alcoholic wines. We've done that before. Yeah. But trying to find one that we have to, we really need to go on that search. Yeah, non-alcoholic wine is a, mm-hmm. is a tricky one. And I've got some recommendations, but Do I haven't you? gotten there yet. Um, yeah, and I didn't know, this led me down a whole rabbit hole of research on the different types of gin even. Mm-hmm. So like Tanqueray calls itself London Dry Gin. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what that was uh, or what you would have that would make it that versus another type of gin. So like Hendrix is a Scottish gin and not necessarily considered the same type as a Tanqueray gin. We're just going to have to do a taste test of all those we different gins when we're, at, when we're at your place where <laughs> we're staying the night or something Yeah, and just have a little duker of everything. As long as you're bringing them. Yeah, I knew that was going to... Just wait, and I I'll hope everybody knows, like, this This one here, he's yapping up a storm, but... <laughs> I'm here, Mother. Have you got... Have you bought all the stuff? Yeah, I have bought the lime, and a sad lime it was. <laughs> yeah, look. Our, our, little, our little market on the way here just had a, a handful of limes, and I told you to get out the green paint, because they might need some love. Oh, let's be honest. You were in somebody's green bin. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know that uh, to be considered a, a London dry gin you had to adhere to certain rules, not necessarily even just being from that area. I don't think it really has anything to do with where it's made uh, anymore, but more like uh, you can only use, it's got to be very juniper forward and you're supposed to not, you can't have any, any flavor additives. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that's where like a Hendrix gin, they are known to use cucumber and rose along with the, the juniper. I wonder if that's what differentiates them from being a London dry gin. They're just, they're different ingredients and probably different ways of distilling, maybe. Well, let's but phone them. We should have to get them on here. <laughs> get some get guests on. going on here. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. I know um, Canada has its own rules as well for what constitutes a gin and how it can be redistilled with certain flavors only. Um, but yeah, so Tanqueray, it's for botanicals and whatever else they've got in there that still allow it to be uh, a London dry gin. It's a lovely gin. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. And it it's, not, it's not super expensive. No. Um, compared no. Well, to like, what would you know? Huh, Honest to goodness. It's free for me. <laughs> um, Hendrix uh, was about 50-something a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I think Tanqueray is less than that, right? Yes. Yes, it um, is. Because I, that's a larger bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think, good uh, price point. Let's, let's, good price point. let's okay. toot their horn. Toot it's their horn. Good price point. They need point. it. They need the help. No, I don't think so. I don't. I like their bottle. I like they've stayed. That he's he's telling me I have to hug the knob again yeah, because I, I keep you, moving. You move your face I away keep and moving. Look at things. Yeah, well, it's a big face. I got it. What? <laughs> but I'm saying I've always liked their bottle. It's a very streamlined. It's it, it just has the emblem on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a nice and iconic I just looking like bottle it. for it's, sure. It's it's nice. It's a good one. Good good pick. Good. Oh oh, good I strayed again. You're straying all over the place. Oh, I so can't I'm help it. Edit all it's this big mouth of mine. It just is like. But yeah, so uh, we'll have to do a gin comparison at some point. Now that we've tried a couple others, there's all kinds of different varieties of gin. But Tanqueray's done a, a good job oh, here, I think. Excellent. I do think on its own, you do taste the difference very You definitely easily. do. I had never tried it on its own, yeah. so you definitely do. But I honestly, um, I want to salute them and thank them because this there's a big demand for this. There's a lot of people that were going more you know, mocktails and it's being so. more conscientious. Uh, I think so. Yeah, you're right. I've, I've seen um, in our local market where I got the sad lime, um, <laughs> they had a whole variety of non-alcoholic spirits by a certain company. I don't remember the name now, Yeah. Uh, but they had all kinds. And um, we were talking about this a little before we recorded that the non-alcoholic spirits aren't really any cheaper. No. So you don't save money. Um, 
But I guess the making them somewhat convincing is probably almost even harder than making just alcoholic spirits. Because you've, in some cases, you might be de-alcoholizing them. In other cases, you're probably trying to craft a recipe and uh, some kind of a process that makes them as close as possible in flavor. And it's kind of a, a crazy science. Like we, like when we looked at the non-alcoholic beer uh, varieties. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily mind that they're, they're not a lot cheaper, but I could see that putting people off because if they're going to, if they're going to uh, spend money on something, they'd might as well buy alcohol. They want to kick. But if you can't have alcohol or if yeah. you're trying to cut back and you just want to have a similar flavor profile, that's maybe close as you can get. I could see some of these being a good option. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking for one for the holidays, like a rum. Oh yeah, you know something like like I like a. I rum think there and... are non-alcoholic uh, rum mm-hmm. varieties out there now. I'll have to take a look at my yeah. local uh, market um, and see what they have. It does because it dovetails nicely into a topic I was going to try to catch oh, you out gonna, on. He's just going to get me, but but before you ramble on about everything, um, <laughs> I like that there's a nutrition facts label on this. If you're, uh, you're... oh gosh, me and my I, this thing's too big. It's right. Right there. Well, it needs to be. You're, you're I'm still missing I'm a delicate it. woman and you're a little still... mouth, believe it or not. Now now he's trying to adjust my knob here. Come on now. Pardon the noises. I can tell. I can hear it when you move off the mic. But it's hard for me because I can't. I My eyes you don't. Know what's sp- hard for after <laughs> when he has to edit it all? So I'm, I like there's a nutrition facts label on the non-alcoholic. That's interesting because I don't. you don't get that a lot with alcoholic no. beverages. I don't think they're legally obligated to. So, so. all the pretty ladies out there? Five calorie, calories for three tablespoons of this. Oh, yeah. No sugar. What's that in ounces? No sugar. Uh, you're going to tell me that? One ounce, roughly? I don't know. I have to Google it. Yeah? You're going to... You know, he just loves to do this to me. 43 mils. Uh, one, about one and a half ounces. Ah, there you okay. Go. That's, that's a kind of a so standard... So that's a standard drink. Well, so that's going to be interesting because that's a standard serving in a lot of cocktails, one and a half ounces. Right. Of 40% alcohol is a standard measure of a drink in Canadian guidelines. Yes. Um, so this dovetails very nicely into my next topic, something that a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were talking about, but we were on a break and, and didn't really want to record an episode. So Okay, um, this is interesting. I can't wait. So what do you know about the current guidelines for alcohol consumption in Canada? Well, you know what? I don't know a lot because I tell you, they change all the time. It depends what you hear. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll contradict you a little bit. Um, it depends who you're listening to. Well, the government in this case has guidelines, right? And they've been in place since 2011. Okay. So the same guidelines that currently we're supposed to adhere to have been in place for over 10 years. And they define they define a drink as one and a half ounces of 40% alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, one bottle of beer, so 12 ounces or 341 milliliters of 5% alcohol. So the moment you get a taller beer, 500 mil cans are really common, and you up the alcohol percentage, that's not one drink anymore. No. That's technically more. It could be two drinks just mm-hmm. for that that one, one can. Um, and then wine... Uh, it's a five ounce glass of wine is considered one drink. Is it five? Because I thought you yeah. might even try to throw it a four ounce. Because yeah. some some things say that. So and and again, this is not uh, this isn't like a gotcha trying to catch you on no. anything. Is this per day or is this? Oh, so we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I'm just talking about sugar. that's that's what one drink means. Oh sure sure. Five ounce drink of wine, 
uh, probably around, I think that's that's at um, 12%. So some wines are higher, some wines are lower. Mm-hmm. And then beer, that's at 5%, one bottle. And then a 40% ounce and a half of a spirit is one drink. That's what they count one drink. Okay. So current guidelines that have been around since 2011, how many drinks do you think they recommend we stay within as Canadians? Well, I'm probably screwing this up, but it used to be uh, one drink a day for a woman and two for men. Then it went to like seven drinks a week or something for a woman and 10 for a man. Um, so since 2011, you're, you're actually better off than, than what they are suggesting since 2011. So since 2011, it has been 10 drinks or less for a woman a week. Right. And 15 for a man okay. a week. Um, but they always suggest you don't have more than a couple a day. Yes. Um, I think that's generally not changed throughout is just don't have more too many in one day. So that's where it's been for the last 10 years or more. And there's a study that's been happening uh, that got popular with uh, news stories in the end of the summer. Sorry, I got the, I got the gin burps. Um, there's a study that got popular toward the end of the summer that wants to change all that. So they are trying to suggest that Canadians, man or woman, shouldn't have more than two drinks a week. Oh, wow. Never more than two a day and not more than two a week. And what they're trying to say is, and this hasn't been gone, this hasn't gone through and changed in the government yet. Like no, they haven't, no. they haven't made this an official guideline. This is a study that was made that links alcohol to cancers and all these other things. And, and then they want to, they, I think I read somewhere that they're going to complete their study and then submit their findings in November to the government and hope the government changes their guidelines. Um, now there've been a lot of reaction to this and a lot of oh. rebuttal, uh, or a lot of people, already think it's in place. And that's where you get confusing news stories. A lot of the news stories I saw on it, the headline made it sound like we've already changed our guidelines, but that hasn't happened. Um, so they're going to suggest based on this study when it's done, probably that if you stay within two drinks a week, you're at very low risk for additional illness due right. to alcohol. If you go three to six drinks a week, you are now at a moderate risk of increased chance of can- certain cancers and other things. Women are, are worse off in this study. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you go more than six drinks a week, you're at a higher risk of certain cancers and certain illnesses. Um, now, some of this study, it included things like if you drink too much, you may do something dumb and hurt yourself, which I don't know. I, I would set that aside because to me, that's just different uh, actions causing harm. If I have too many beers and I trip on a rock, that's, that's not the same as somebody drinking a number of drinks a week and then getting cancer. Yeah, um, can't compare. There also are, there's, I read a, there's an article um, from, or a rebuttal from a professor at Brock University who said there's a lot of cause and effect you can't really account for in this study either. Like um, maybe one person is more susceptible to a certain cancer um, and then another person who drinks a lot might increase their chance, but you're talking about at the base percentage, it looks like it's a hundred percent increase, but all you're doing is that person still has a 0.02% chance of getting that cancer. It's just up from 0.01. So there's a lot of kind of grain of salt that some people are saying take with this and it hasn't gone through the government yet, but I'm just, I remember hearing about this in the summer and then we were on our way home from a long trip and we were stopping at uh, breweries and restaurants. And I'm thinking, oh man, am I supposed to be, I mean, I've been trying to cut back on alcohol consumption anyway, right? but, um, you know, even 
I think a lot of people even have a problem staying under the recommended 10 or 15, depending on your gender. People might want to look this up. There's been a lot of articles about it. I think a lot of them make it sound like I said, like it's over and it's it's accepted. Yeah. But the government hasn't changed their stance and their website yet. So I think it's still right now, they're still at the 10 to 15 drinks a week, no more than a couple a day is their guideline. Um, I was in my car, I think, when it was announced. I was driving up to Aunt Mark's and I said I nearly went off the road because I thought, well, I've blown that out the window. <laughs> and when I got up there, uh, Rona was there and we talked about it. And we just we busted up laughing and said, well, that's not happening right now. <laughs> well, there, that was part of the thing that this this rebuttal from the, the Brock professor was saying was that you also have to take into consideration, in some cases, the social benefits or certain benefits that moderate levels of drinking do have, which in some case, they're, they're social, they're anti-anxiety, or they're, they're different things. Now, I think a, a medical professional might rebut all of those in different, yes. different ways. But I don't think it's as cut and dried because we've also got, in North America specifically, I mean, we've got an entire industry that's run on breweries and distilleries and wineries and like getting people to go there and purchase and try. And, you know, it's a bit of a tough one to say now, okay, everybody, you got to step it down to two a week. I, I'm curious what the government's going to do with this eventually, because they also in Ontario, they're the purveyors of most of the alcohol. So can the government really come out and say, you have to drop it to two a week, but we're the ones who are still going to keep selling it to you on yes. mass. Because the taxes... Yeah, because they make a lot of money from it. Yeah. But um, so one thing the study does want to see, which some people have argued does, isn't necessary, is they want more labeling on alcoholic beverages, just like cigarettes. Yeah, so, I like the labeling myself. Like you'll notice some of the Rattlers mm -hmm. that we drink, like we'll see they might be 2.5% yeah. alcohol, but then it breaks it down. And I like that. Well, that's, that's what people argue is that it's already present. So you can already see there's X amount of alcohol I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at his drink as, as I'm about to down my, my straight gin. Paul's hardly well, had a taste. I mean, technically, <laughs> just recording this episode, because we're trying the gin as well as having a gin and tonic, mm -hmm. uh, we're probably having almost two full drinks. And that would be us for the week. Yeah. So yeah. you might as well go home. Yeah. Well, because yeah. there's no what fun now. Because you usually pour me a nice beverage later on and I sit there and have this nice drink. And, <laughs> and I leave you alone. You well, you're not around. staying, so that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some people are calling for, uh, for increased labeling, mm -hmm. like what you see on cigarette packages. Yep. And some people are saying there's already enough on there. Like you've said, the Rattlers say 2.5%, beer says 5 to whatever, and they, they tell you. But some people want more labeling that says, you know, more than two drinks a week can be harmful, this, this, this. Or, yeah. or I think in the case where I think it really could benefit, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for anything yet, um, I think maybe helping people understand what a drink constitutes or what constitutes a drink, I should say. Right. The idea that one tall boy, 500 mil beer, that's 6%, that's way more than what they consider one alcoholic beverage. So like a bottle of Corona, you're in one beverage territory, but or one drink territory, but you get a, you know, a 50 or 500 mil of a 10% Imperial Stout, the kind of thing I like to drink. That's, that's a big one. That's, that's probably two plus drinks right there. I used to, you know, joke with your dad and our friends. Like I, I drank a cooler called Vex mm. and I loved it. And I think it was 7% alcohol and I used to call them wusses, <laughs> you know, but now when I think about it, yeah, sure. That was all fine and dandy, but really 
I've been drinking the non-alcoholic gin and tonic, and I took a swig of the straight Tanqueray real stuff and just flipped me for a loop. His <laughs> eyes are watering. He looks already he too needs much a, for me. He needs a Kleenex. I need labels. I need more labels well, to no, know what's on so these when, things. When I was talking about it, it wasn't just about the alcohol content. I like the breakdown of the sugars and sodium because yeah. a lot of times, and, and Dad and I know it more so now just because of different health situations, sodium, they say, is a silent killer. Yeah. Sugar is bad. And that's my problem with a lot of the mocktails. Some of these mocktails are yeah, great, but then right. we go to the other end of the uh, ruler, say, and everything's full of sugar. That's it. I think you're, you're totally right about that, and I'm oh, never going to say you. that again. I want that, you yes. Get a ringtone with that on it. I want it in Ask writing. Ask someone that knows how to is edit audio. A, is there anybody that makes Christmas tree decorations that could have that done for me, please? <laughs> yeah, if anyone here is listening that makes decorations. <laughs> I know Nick's wife could. Oh, yeah, Katie could do it for sure. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, what you just said that they, the mocktails, often they just substitute everything for kind of like a sugar or a flavoring. And I don't know that that's any better really in the end. Like I think Laura has read books. So I've seen studies that said more than X amount of grams a day in in sugar is, is really bad for you. And they're not really doing anything to regulate that. So when you talk about cutting out alcohol, are you replacing it with something else that's no Mm -hmm. better for you? I know one time one month many moons ago laura and i cut out alcohol um and we didn't want them around they were miserable i actually did have friends who who were you know annoyed and Mm -hmm. they thought it was budgetary and they were offering to buy us drinks and Mm -hmm. didn't get that we just didn't want to drink um but what what i found was we did replace it we had more desserts we had more uh sweet things and then you're just replacing alcohol with sugar so it's not necessarily better you i don't know what the the real trade-off what what the result would be better or worse long term but I don't think, I mean, I personally, I don't like a lot of sugar or, or salt, like you said, sodium. Yeah. I'm, I'm not uh, on board with over, over flavoring in that way either. Um, there's a lot of flavor in nice food already. There fresh is. produce, yes. all kinds of stuff. Better yeah. than the lime I bought. You'd get some good flavor. No, that's not too bad. But, but also, if we go back to drinking alcohol, I find drinking alcohol gives me the, I want a snack. Mm-hmm. Then I want the oh, sodium. Oh, you should try marijuana. Mom. I want, Lord help us all. You'd be snacking. <laughs> I'd be um, snacking. Lord, like I, I like the sweets. I like the salts. So part of it, you know, there's some decision making that changes when you've had too much to drink. Just like other now legal substances. That, you know, you might, it's just... Oh, the wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The electric lettuce. Oh, Um, I've never heard of that one. uh, But then again, like, you know, people do weird things when they have too much coffee or not enough coffee or, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of things that that aren't... studied as much as, as yeah, alcohol. Yeah, like caffeine but, can trigger hyper us, right? We get yeah. hyper. We oh, get, I feel it sometimes. When I haven't had yeah. enough to eat or enough water and I have too much coffee, I get jittery. So yeah, anyway, long story short. Um, I do There's think, never a short story <laughs> with Paul. <laughs> I do think it's, um, it's a value for people to know what constitutes one drink in, in our guidelines because I think a lot of people don't know that. Totally. And also, like you said, some people feel like the guidelines have been hard to understand already. So if you think they've changed a lot or you don't get the the right understanding of them, uh, it's good just to maybe when when the study is done and the government decides what they will or won't do, maybe there should be more of a push to let people understand. Even if they keep it at 10 drinks for a woman and 15 for a man, maybe they need to really push that that's, that's the, the, the current standard and people should understand what that means. Um, if they change it, they change it. I mean, personally, I'm trying to stay well under that 15 for a man because that, that seems 
excessive, but um, I know it can be hard depending on the month, depending yeah. on the, the occasion. Like we're heading into a, a busy time, right? Yeah. But yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I, I think... Um, Paul's turning 40, hey, coming hey, up. Hey, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be... It's a boost-free so, 40. So there will no... 10 drinks will not be on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so that's that was just something I thought based on... We're trying to do more non-alcoholic yes. beverages as we do this podcast. Because I've been thinking about this podcast a lot in terms of the guidelines and everything too. And uh, are we are we either encouraging other people to consume alcohol or am I facilitating my mother consuming alcohol by making this the way we hang out? But you we, know? but the nice thing is like, is it's not a, always about the drinking. It's nice that we do this, but I do think, um, with today we should look at more non-alcoholic Yeah, because people are like, it's, it's easy to pour our drink. Yeah. It's harder to be creative. Yeah, and, and to make some things that that take advantage of some nice ingredients and don't yeah. have a strong alcohol content. or And I think we've been doing a decent job of trying to see what we can do with mocktails or can the thing we made on this episode become non-alcoholic. Yeah. Today, we don't have to do that because we already have the non-alcoholic version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, there are ways we can all go to, to obviously try harder if we want. It's up to you and your life. And, you know, I'm not getting involved in your personal life. Well, I have to be honest. I really like that six ounce glass of wine. Five. I know the five ticks me <laughs> off. Like yeah. give me six baby. Yeah. And I won't go for another. There you go. Well. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, in any case though, I had a more important topic. Oh, here we go. This one's a big one. It's, because... not, a, it's not about giving birth or anything. Is oh it? no. Thank God. No, okay. No, no, no. Thank you. Uh, we've both been through that. Me oh, on, you... <laughs> the, on the being birthed end and you on the birthing end. Um, so we were, we both were away for a good period of time during the summer, about a month each. Um, you guys were away mm -hmm. in your RV mm -hmm. all over New England, I think it was, in upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. And Laura and I drove to Halifax in a roundabout way for a wedding and played some music and all kinds of stuff. We were gone for about a month. And one thing that really hit me, especially around he first or second me. day. He missed me. Oh no, me. That, that wasn't it. Um, <laughs> was that I was going to be a month away from my bidet. Oh, for crying out loud. So this is what this in this if, really? this if this segment had a title, you, you it would be You need to wash your junk. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast right there, folks. <laughs> We're done. We can go home now. Um like the I think this Spruce this, it up, baby. This is the segment that we would call up bidet or bidet up bidet. Uh, and this is where I'll play the sounds of a bidet and we both go, ah. <laughs> you need a spritz bottle. A spritz. Oh, they that do. Would Lindsay help. did get me a portable bidet yeah, which, as a so joke. Yeah, so like really, it wasn't a joke. She didn't want to She didn't want to hurt your feelings. All it looks like though are those, um, those old school like ketchup and mustard squeeze bottles that you had at <laughs> barbecues. And it just seems like you got to bend and, and. This and, is a visual nobody needs. Oh yeah, they're getting yeah. it. Um, but anyway, so how did you feel for a month in your RV with the, away from your, your little bidet? Do you, you know what? I really, I really didn't miss it because I liked the cozy little bathroom we had. Yeah. You know, like there was, and there's not a lot of time. Like there's no, in a RV, you don't want to use a lot of water. Yeah, So true, like there's no squirting going on. <laughs> you get in there, you spritz and away you go. Yeah. Like there's none of this nonsense. Jeez, yeah. Sounds military. And like I've mastered it. Like I I'm bet. not like you, right? Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. so no, I didn't, honestly, I really didn't think of my bidet. You, you kind of now have made me I feel like it. I was a bad woman. I but stayed no. at some wonderful places, some great hosts, some people all over this fine country of ours and every 
every day I thought about how I missed my bidet. Well, let's be honest. You have more to shake than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I can get in there, be done. Gosh, I'm, all, I'm gone. Ashima, but not I'm you. Gone. You're yeah. in there going, I need a crevice here. I got a crevice there. <laughs> what do, how different do you think our anatomies are? I birthed you. I got some dangling parts that you don't have. Yeah, I know. So then there you go. Those aren't even coming into effect. If I, if I need to clean my undercarriage <laughs> that badly... I'm doing something wrong. There is splatter. <laughs> now, is there? Well. I have yet to, uh, to need. <laughs> well, that, how do I know? At that point. I gave you away long ago. I don't think a bidet. I think at that point you're talking about having a shower <laughs> or just, you know. Yeah, I Honestly, I never really thought about the bidet. I was having, I really was enjoying our whole time away. And I liked the little bathroom we had. And I just thought this was wonderful. Well, that's good. Because I enjoyed my time away. But I did often think of my bidet. And well, I I, it, well so. you've got a different carriage than I do. I have I mean, a different it's, undercarriage. You know, yep. It doesn't mine, need. Mine, no difference. Mine knows its place. <laughs> Yours knows its place. Really? Okay. That's good to know. Um, well, you know, I thought that'd be a good place to... Uh, End it? <laughs> well, that's, that's probably our biggest topic. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot as a welcome back episode. Yeah, we kind of rambled a lot. Um, we and apologize for the fact that we've dwelled a lot on maybe the alcohol and the oh, non-alcohol. that's what we're here for. People need this information. <laughs> they need this. I, I'm actually curious if any of our international listeners have thoughts on what do their countries suggest for guidelines? Like I know we have listeners in Germany and mm-hmm. Netherlands and Spain and uh, sometimes China, often Japan. Akiko, I'm talking to you. Oh, I uh, And what would your country say is your recommended guideline do they have official guidelines Mm -hmm. i certainly don't think that america i mean new york times wrote an article about canada's proposed change this study and i don't think america or or great britain would be uh oh they wouldn't be up for that challenge two a week no so i'm curious of our international listeners do you does your country have guidelines that are similar what are they uh, how do you feel about how low could you go if you're if you're not a drinker? That's I mean it's easy for you, right? And I've I've contemplated going that route sometimes, but um, yeah, curious, mom. Where can they email us that information? Oh, here it goes. Drinks with mom. Oh, jeepers! Drinks with mom podcast at gmail dot com. I thought it, I thought you'd be fine because you said it right before we started recording. I did, recording. but you but you didn't set me up then. Like so you didn't center me. Just to recap, it's drinks with mom oh, jeepers at podcast. <laughs> no, it's drinks with mom podcast at gmail dot com. That's it. Yeah, you can get us there if you do have any info you want to share based on what your country recommends. And then uh, also, you can find us on Twitter occasionally. I don't really post there often uh, at drinks with mom. And then uh, Instagram at Drinks with Mom as well, and you'll see some stories of me making these cocktails really poorly as Laura laughs yes. at me in the in the background. Yes, it's, um, I'm just getting myself, you know, attired. You're you're up there getting ready for radio for nothing. I don't I'm, know why. <laughs> I'm cutting I'm cutting a bad lime with a bad knife and and getting made. Hey, fun not of. my fault. I have good knives in this kitchen. Uh, apparently, you do, and no one helped me find one. Oh so, Lord! You know. Oh here, let's get the the violin. Yeah, the violins will be playing. But yeah, so um, find us find us in all those places. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to us. Give us a, a, a review or a rating. Whatever you do, yeah. however you listen, wherever you go, just give us something. <laughs> <laughs> something, yeah. <laughs> we, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> and if you've got suggestions for things we haven't tried yet, alcoholic or otherwise, we're always up for a good non-alcoholic drink, even if it's not an attempt at uh, a mocktail or a, or a, oh, yeah, a de-alcoholized please. version. You know, if it's like, if you really want us to try a pumpkin spice latte or something else. But, oh, I've never had one of those. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said that, oh, should I? Oh, lordy, um, lordy. A lot of sugar. Well, next, so next episode is going to be a big one. If, oh. we're, if we're sticking to our monthly schedule yes, again. Yes, because this young man turns 40. This young man. I birthed them. I yeah. get poutine. 
You do? Yeah. For my birthday? Yep. Okay. Always well, a deal. We'll see how that goes. I guess let's wrap this up. Any parting words for the people? Happy Halloween. Oh, I forgot. The whole time we forgot it was Halloween. We've been talking so much. It's our Halloween episode. It is. It? Yes. And so... I mentioned when you mentioned you wanted to do this drink, I said we could do it for Halloween because it's it's like something disguised as something else, like it's wearing a Halloween costume. That's true. Non-alcoholic gin, trying to be a gin and tonic. It still works if we stretch enough, we can get there. You were the metaphor. clever one of the two of us. I mean, well, I, I birthed with, you, goes but I mean, saying. you are the clever one. But yeah, yes. so happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you had a have a good season. Uh, this will come out right before Halloween. Yeah. So you still got so, time to shell out or trick or treat or do whatever you do. Yeah, and hopefully the weather's in all of our favor. All of our favor. No rain. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a good uh, a good fall Halloween season. Yeah. All right. Well, th- is that it? Is yeah. That take end? care. Be okay. safe and well, enjoy. Let's have some dinner. Cheers. <laughs> So you got a lot of editing because I've done a lot of blunders, like more so than ever. What do you mean? Well, just because I can't say take. Well, that, I have to leave a lot of that in probably. But how did that, the people might not like us. They're not going to listen to us. Well, sometimes we get a salute. Not from a company as big as Tanqueray. They We're don't need me. To. Okay, that's fine. Tanqueray. 